0: welcome all my friends and brethren in the Lord in this wonderful morning and let us continue in our today's devotional God's word for today in the book of Acts and I let me read to you Acts chapter 9 verse 20 to 22. For some days he was in the disciples he was with the disciples of Damascus and immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogue saying he is the Son of God and all who heard him were amazed and said Is not this the man who made havoc in Jerusalem of those who called upon his name and has he did not come here for this purpose to bring them bound before the chief priests, but Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Christ. We see that 180 turn or 180 degrees turn around in the life of the Apostle Paul. According to what we read in the book in, in verse 19, that After he got converted, he went to Damascus and joined with the disciples. He stayed with the disciples. Undoubtedly, Paul has had earned the believer's trust now. He was one among them. Previously, Ananias had uh, time to eat with him, to affirm his affinity with him. You know, in that culture, in the Middle East, when somebody eat with, with somebody in, in in a meal something like that, it means that they are really friends. That's why in Revelation chapter 3, 3, three verse twenty, there is this offer from God to the church of Laodicea. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and he with me, and we will sup together or we will eat together. Jesus had stated that if anybody will come and, and receive him, he will have that relationship as friends with him. So, Paul was already accepted with the believers in Damascus. Because Paul had accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior now, he was reconciled to God, according to Romans chapter 5, verse 10. His sins were forgiven so that he had no more requirement to fulfill the Mosaic law, to become righteous before God. So, As a Pharisee, his his righteousness according to the law, according to his religion, he said in Philippians chapter 3 that I count them but dumb, but lost, for the sake of knowing the Lord Jesus Christ, who is his righteousness now. And as a result of his trust, he was also reconciled with the other followers of Jesus. Reconciliation with God will result to our reconciliation with our Brethren, or we will have also relationship with our brethren. And in a sudden, he was now um, a preacher of the gospel. He was on a mission to proclaim Jesus now. Unlike to most of us, Saul or Paul's change was very dramatic. His turn around was immediate, yet it was also complete. The persecutor of Jesus in the person of Paul became Jesus' preacher now. Immediately, when he went into the synagogue, he was preaching there. And his preaching is, he is the Son of God. Jesus is the Son of God. He now exalted the name of Jesus weeks before he was trying to destroy. And... Everybody was amazed. They were in a state of shock. It was not expected because he was a persecutor. So Paul was going to Damascus. They knew that he has the authority from the chief priest to harm the believers and to bound them into prison. Thus they said here, Is not this the man who have made havoc in Jerusalem of those who called upon his name? And has he not come here for this purpose, to bring them bound before the chief priests? So they were really in a state of shock because they cannot believe that the person whom they expected to harm them now become part or is with them now. He is one among them, one as a brother. In the life of the Apostle Paul, his conversion is is um, a testimony that God really is a God of surprises, isn't it? Why God chose Saul or Paul and not somebody who has no such record of being injurious to the body of Christ or to the church, one who is not a persecutor, we cannot really understand. But later, Paul testified in his writings to to Timothy, in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12 to 14, this is what he wrote, he wrote there. I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service. Though formerly I was a blasphemer, persecutor, and insolent opponent, but I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief, and the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. In other words, this is the testimony of Paul recognizing the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he was appointed, not because of the good that he did. He was a bustler, a persecutor. He was injurious to the church. But out of God's love and mercies and grace, he counted him faithful. He counted Paul as faithful, putting him into the ministry. Simply for this reason, God shows His abundant grace and mercies. When in fact, every one of us, we are all sinners before the Lord. When we look at ourselves, we don't we don't have any anything that we can brag. Each one of us, whether somebody who is religious or not, whether somebody is a, a criminal or not, every one of us is only Accepted in the beloved will become part only of him in his family, not because of what we have done, not because of the merit that we do, but because of his mercies, isn't it? So, every one of us is on the level ground, on the case that we are just but recipients. We just receive the mercies of God, and nobody can be proud to receive the mercies of God. Nobody can be proud if he just received the grace of God. Because that means that each one of us is undeserving to receive the grace of God. Nobody deserved that Jesus would die at the cross. But because Jesus loved us, he he died at the cross in our stead. According to Titus 3, verse 5 and 6, he saved us. Not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Out of God's love and mercy, the Holy Spirit is working. And he is working that we who are dead in trespasses and sins will become alive. The Holy Spirit is the giver of life. In the book of Ezekiel, there was this story that the Lord had given Ezekiel the vision, the Valley of the Dry Bones. And the, the Lord asked him, lift up your hand, eyes and see at the valley. What did you see? And Ezekiel said, I see a valley full of dead bones. And the Lord asked Ezekiel, can these bones live? And Ezekiel said, you only know, Lord. And the Lord said to him in Chapter 36, verse 26 and 27, he said, And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. In other words, life is a gift from God through the Holy Spirit. We, we don't we don't um, deserve the life that we have. That's why the word or the term born again is quite um, a, a, a truth that we have to grasp that it's the working of the Holy Spirit to give us this life. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creature because of the work of the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit will move in our hearts, we'll become born again and recognize that He's the one who is the giver of life. So if anyone will believe in him, he will become a born-again believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he has a new life. And this is a thing that only God can do. Nobody can give this life except the Holy Spirit. That's why when people say, or when people say they can do the commandments and they can imitate and, and do that, and live the Christian life by themselves. They are just they are just saying that out of um, the um, maybe of the the that they they are not aware that the Christian life is is not difficult. It's impossible. The Christian life is a gift from God. So if you are listening right now and you have not trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as yet, as your personal Lord and Savior. In the eyes of God, you are dead in your sins. But this is the good news. Jesus can give you a new life. If you repent of your sins and believe him into your heart, as your personal Lord and Savior. The Bible tells us that, and I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Everyone who believes on the Lord Jesus Christ will not be condemned but have eternal life. This is the gift of God to us. So let's trust God today that he is still in the business of changing lives. For there is no such thing as a difficult life for God to change like the Apostle Paul. This work of transforming the lives of sinners is always the work of God. And it is always his work. Nobody can imitate it. Nobody can substitute it. Unless you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you will never be born again. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for the truth, Lord, that you are still in the business of changing lives. Thank you that you are powerful. Thank you that the gospel is powerful unto salvation to those who believe. Thank you, the Holy Spirit, that you are still in the business of convicting lives about their sin, and of judgment and of righteousness and this morning your father may your word will you use lord to open the eyes of those who are who are not yet born again so that they will trust the lord jesus christ into their hearts as their savior in order for them to have a relationship with you and they will be able to say that i belong to christ now i am a born again believer so We we pray that you'll just do this wonderful work that only you can do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.